Hey, how's it going? This is Chet from Chet Chat. Welcome to the first episode of the monthly movie podcast. And we are going to cover all of 2023 for this first episode. So it might be a little long, but this is actually like a real podcast. So feel free to walk away from your computer or put your phone down and just have your headset on and, you know, continue doing your laundry, washing the dishes, whatever, you know, keeping yourself busy while I can talk to you about movies. Uh, I wanted to start doing this podcast because I still feel the need to share my opinions and thoughts on movies that I watch. And I watch too many movies. I feel like it's a shame that I don't tell you guys about it at least. But at the same time, I, I didn't like the video format that I was doing before, which is why I stopped uh, way long time ago. It was probably like eight years ago or something. So like I figured a podcast just once a month, make it nice and simple very little editing. There's no video that you have to watch. You know, you just listen. Okay. Um, so uh, hopefully I'll try and, uh, talk about what I watch every month. Um, regardless of how many movies we watch, but for this episode here, we're going to talk about 2023, the, how many films came out and how many things we watched and how we feel overall about it. <laughs> Uh, like again, going back to like why I stopped doing the videos is because I just felt like I was being forced to speed watch things and not have enough time to think about the movies that I just watched. Cause like, you know, sometimes I would watch a movie and I didn't like it initially. And then like, you know, I had some time to think about it and, uh, I would watch it again maybe. And I, I'll feel different about it. That happened to me a few times. Um, so sometimes the first initial draft of your thoughts might not be the correct one. And also sometimes that first watch is not enough as like some movies on here are, are examples of that actually, honestly, for 2023. So let's, let's get right into it because this is going to be a long one a little bit. Um, well, I don't know how long it is right now, but uh, hopefully we'll try to keep it um, okay, I guess. Uh, so let's start with uh, January 2023. If you're a fan of Red Letter Media, or if you're just a movie watcher in general, you probably noticed that January usually sucks. It's a uh, fuck you, it's January. <laughs> so the, the movies I watch for January are Megan, Devil Conspiracy, Plane, Missing, Inu O, and Shin Ultraman. Uh, I could tell you that most of these are garbage. Uh, I don't even want to say most, actually. I, th I feel like it's like an even split. And I don't want to say it's pure garbage, you know? So this January wasn't too bad. I feel like the pandemic is still having its rippling effects where uh, some movies are not releasing in their desired window. So, you know, it's still kind of has a staggered release. So some good movies show up in January right now, but they're still, you know, your, your typical garbage. So devil conspiracy is easily the worst movie of January, almost even the year. It could probably be the year, you know, that movie's terrible. It's like borderline Bible thumpery, but it's still, there's like nothing there. Very boring. Uh, they had like an idea, but it's not done well. I feel like um, there was that movie that came out a long time ago. I forget what it was called. 
where it had um this angel who came down and he lost his powers and he had to like hunker down in this diner with a bunch of people and uh fight off these aliens or something or not even aliens it's like weird demons or something it was actually a decent movie i feel like that's a better version of devil conspiracy if you want to watch something like that plane is like your usual action movie that you could like you know watch with your dad or something it's pretty straightforward movie uh it's a for the namesake of it is kind of funny like i would watch it on an airplane if i had like if i had nothing else to do and if there's nothing else better to watch lately flights have a lot of good movies so you might not have to watch terrible things in the sky <laughs> missing missing was pretty good um this director is a two for two man uh I think the last movie was, what was it called? Let me get my phone right quick. But it's basically a, a movie where everything takes place on like a computer screen. So that's the point of view you have. And it's, it's more like, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's like a detective movie, but it is like trying to solve an issue. And you, you're like picking up little clues and stuff. Where, where is this? Okay, maybe he didn't direct this. Maybe somebody else. Okay. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> well, I really can't find a, maybe the other movie. But I think you guys would know what I'm talking about. It's a movie where the guy loses his daughter. And, well, he the daughter runs away and they can't find her. And it's pretty much the same thing as missing. But instead of the child going missing, the parents go missing. And then the child has to try and find the parents. I almost feel like they're both equally good. I don't think one is better than the other. But I definitely recommend them. I think one is on Netflix right now and the other one is I think you have to purchase it somehow uh then I watched two Japanese movies as you probably know I'm an anime fan so I, I'd be looking out for this stuff so Inuo was an alright anime movie let me adjust my seat real quick sorry the noise <laughs> uh Inuo is an interesting movie yeah, I don't think it's for everyone it's like a Edo period kind of thing. I don't even know if it's the right period, but like, you know, the the classic Japan times <laughs> where um there's like mythical beings and stuff. And there's like this like ugly creature who wants to be noticed and he starts singing. And the more he sings, the more normal he starts looking. He ends up looking like angelic by the end of the movie. And that's pretty much it. Like, you just see the rise of this character and their performances. The The main draw of the movie is the, the performances. It might not be for everyone. Like, if they don't even enjoy the performances, some of the performances feel very, very repetitive. But it's still a nice little thing to watch if you're into that. Uh, Shin Ultraman is the other Japanese movie you watched. Uh, that's live action. <clears throat> 
Um, it's by Hideaki. What is his name? Hideaki Ano? Hidetaki Ano? <laughs> the person who made Evangelion. I just want to make sure. Yeah, Hideaki Ano. Uh, he made Evangelion, and they gave him directing rights to make this Shin series. Shin Godzilla, Shin Ultraman, and Shin Kamen Rider, which we'll talk about later. Um, Shin Godzilla is still my favorite of the Shin series. Shin Ultraman is also very good, but I feel like you have to be like a real fan to enjoy that that, that movie. Because it's kind of far out, the, the concept, uh, you know, giant alien being fighting monsters and stuff. <laughs> but it's a fun little romp. But I'll say it's probably the least of my favorites of the Shins. But that doesn't mean that it's bad. And I think the best movie of January was Megan. Again, I don't think it's for everyone. But, uh, yeah, that was great. I really enjoyed that. I believe the director also made um, Malignant, which is also amazing. Uh, it's, it's just like, it's supposed to be horror, but it's not really horror. It's just like really nice cinematography and fun concepts that you can enjoy and not be bored out of your mind because it's like, it's like an original idea. Well, I don't want to say it's an original idea, but it's like a, a fresh take on a killer doll idea with some AI in there. <laughs> and that's it for January. So let's get on to February now. February, I saw Knock at the Cabin, Consecration, Ant-Man, Cocaine Bear, and Sword Art Online, Progressive, uh, Scarso of the Deep Night or something like that. It's the second of that series. Uh, I almost feel like January was better. <laughs> I guess because I watched more, but most of these are not good. Yeah, I think like one of them is an actual solid movie. And that one is Knock at the Cabin. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan. He's making like just straightforward movies now based off of like other concepts. And he's like mixing in his own ideas with it. Uh, I feel like Knock at the Cabin is a solid, solid, solid movie. Very, it's a nice watch. And it's nice to see how the things like develop and like the little things you could pick up from watching it. They're very obvious, but I feel like it's nice that you get to see that they put some thought into how to present the ideas to you. Consecration was all right. Um, it's like one of those kind of like cult, like horror kind of things. Uh, it's, it's like, I've seen so many of these already. Uh, kind of getting burnout from seeing them. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking enough to make sure if I have it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. More, more religious kind of horror. I mean, like, thank God for church because we wouldn't be able to make so much horror schlock out of it. And it's not the only one that we'll see for this year as well. Ant-Man, easily the biggest letdown of the month. That was awful. Ant-Man Quantumania. Um, I, don't, I don't know what they was thinking with that one. It, it felt like low budget. Well, I don't even think it's low budget. It's just, just 
feel like Spy Kids or something. <laughs> and it was supposed to introduce like the next Thanos, but you get beat by Ant Man. I don't know. It's not that not that important, you know what I'm saying? Of course, you know we get to see Kang and other things on on the TV series. Uh, Loki, but we're not talking about that because these are movies. We're talking about only no TV shows. I wonder if we should talk about TV shows and stuff. But I don't, I don't watch as much TV as um I sh- I don't want to say I should, but uh, yeah, I'm not too up to date on like you know the latest hip TV shows and stuff. I'm like late usually when the show is like fully out already. I, I spend most of my time watching movies and going to work, man. Uh, I could probably do like one on like anime. Maybe I could, maybe I could cover some anime stuff, anime podcast or something. <laughs> well, let, let me know if y'all want to hear that. I could save the anime talk for those episodes only. But that goes past my one episode per month thing. All right, after MM, we saw Cocaine Bear. Um, there's nothing much to say about Cocaine Bear. Basically, you just you, you saw the trailer. That's what it is. They have like a really paper thin plot with like this like dysfunctional family. And you get what you pay for. (laughs) Well, you pay for the same ticket that you went to watch. Like, I don't know, not get the cabin. So you didn't really get what you paid for. You get like, they didn't lie to you. The trailer showed you what it was going to be. So if you're, if you're on board, you went and watched it. Then that's on, that's on you. Um, would I recommend it? No. Uh, but if you have nothing else to do, and you just want to watch something stupid real quick, by all means. The Sword Art Online movie? Uh, I don't know. So, <laughs> first things first, a lot of people don't like Sword Art Online in general, the original anime series. So these movies that are based off of something people don't like already. So it's like you might have your opinion skewed because it's like very popular to hate on Sword Art Online, I feel like. And of course, I know I like Sword Art Online, so I'm watching these movies. But unfortunately, I don't like the movie that much. Um, the first SAO movie I saw, I think it was Ordinal Scale. Uh, I actually like that one a lot. But these uh, progressive movies... <laughs> Wow, that, that sounds terrible. Oh my god. I gotta be clear. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm against progressive movies, but Sword Art Online's progressive series. I don't like it. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Um So like it's supposed to be a retelling of the original series, but from a different character's perspective. But right now it feels like it's the same thing because we're still seeing the same character. There's a point in the series where it, these two characters separate and that's where it's going to get more interesting because there was like a huge time gap and we didn't see what happened. So we're just waiting for that to happen. The third movie should be coming out sometime, but I don't think they actually announced it. I haven't really looked into it yet. So I would recommend if you're interested in it, wait for the third movie to come out so you can like binge it because I already kind of forgot what happened in this second movie. So I'm probably going to rewatch it anyway. So I would say just wait. Now we're getting into March. 
March has a lot of stuff here, man. It has a uh, Creed 3, Operation Fortune, 65, Shazam, uh, Wrath of the Gods, I believe it's called, John Wick 4, A Good Person, uh, Dungeon and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Tetris, and Malum. Or Malum. This is actually a decent month. Decent month here. Uh, yeah. So, I'm going to start with Malum. Malum. It reminded me of a not-as-good version of The Void, which is a, a older movie. I watched that a long time ago. Uh, it's just like, this person gets stuck in a PlayStation, and they have to just deal with this like onslaught of weird stuff that happens to them. And the weird thing is that I believe the same director made a like the same exact movie before, like 10 years ago called the last shift, which is like the same story. So I, I just don't know why they tried to make a worse version of it. It was odd. Uh, Tetris was a pretty solid little, like based off of real events movie kind of thing. Uh, it reminds me of something that we saw later. Uh, I actually didn't watch Tetris like that month. I think I watched it a little bit later, but that's when it came out. So I'm just, you know, basing it on that. But yeah, it was, it was fun. I feel like I like the air more, <laughs> but it was okay movie. Dungeons and Dragons of Honor Among Thieves. I was surprised at how much I liked this movie. Um, they did a really good job with an actual fantasy setting. I feel like in Hollywood, uh, fantasy settings are hard to do for some reason. They never do it right. They never make it fun. It's very, like, grounded. And I feel like they could do... It could make it more exciting. So Dungeon and Dragon does that. But there's, like, wizards and they're casting spells. There's, like, OP, overpowered, like, knights. There's different races, different abilities, different job classes and stuff. They, they, they don't hold back. I'm kind of looking forward to like a second one if they want to do that. Because you could do like anything. They could just pull up somebody's Dungeons & Dragons campaign and like try to like make a movie out of that campaign uh, with the characters. They did a good job. Uh, a Good Person. I actually really like this movie. It's It's like tragic <laughs> it starts off very sad and it's just like a about a character trying to get forgiveness and um living with their uh choices and another character trying to give that person the forgiveness that they are requesting uh florence Pugh is amazing in this morgan freeman he's always there doing a good talk and acting his ass off that's my bad Morgan Freeman impression. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I definitely recommend a good person. Um just you know, it's like movies that stick with you after you watch it. That's like my favorite thing. Like if you leave the theater and you're like affected by what you just saw and it makes you think about it for a bit, that's that's a sign of a good movie. Um, you know, most good most good movies don't do that, but they're still good. But I, I like when the, the feeling lingers on you. Like John Wick, John Wick 4, for instance, 
Yeah, it didn't linger on me, but I love that movie. It's a fantastic uh, ending to a series. Um, hopefully, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. They're gonna make John Wick five and do something stupid. But yeah, uh, John Wick four was a great end to a series. Um, I felt like it's a little long, but I feel like you kind of need it. And like, there's like some pacing issues, but it's still fantastic action. Very cool action scenes, like the top down, what's it called? A uh, hotline Miami kind of thing. Uh, now we're going into not great, <laughs> but we'll get back to something good. Shazam was eh, eh, and that's the this is where like they had like this issue for DC movies. I think there was three DC movies this year that um were referencing the old DC cinematic universe, which is dead because uh what's his name took over Guardians of the Galaxy dude. Forget his name out of nowhere. I'm, I'm having a brain fart. Yeah, James Gunn. There we go. Gotta keep my notes, man. I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, since James Gunn take over, took over, he's uh, revamping the DC Cinematic Universe. We'll see the first one of that later. But uh, these movies that are coming out, like Shazam, uh, The Flash, and Aquaman, it's like... There's, like, no motivation to watch them. Even though that's kind of sad. That's what cinematic universes do to movies now. Like, if if it's not part of the collective, people don't feel like it's worth watching. And I feel like you could have standalone movies just, you know, tell a story. But the way how these movies were built is to be part of something else. So, once you take that away, the movie's not going to do great. What was that? motorcycle <laughs> so that's the unfortunate part for shazam but it's also not a great movie the 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 first one was better i would say the next movie was uh 65 um this movie should have been in january <laughs> it's so strange that uh adam driver signed up to do this I, I don't know what his manager like he's like yo dude you have to do this movie because they're gonna cut your budget or something. I don't know. I, I Maybe he just wanted to buy a house right quick or something. I don't know. 65 is hilarious. Uh, it's not great. Um, it's, a, it's another airplane movie. <laughs> it just, it's, it's like, a, I'll say it's better than After Earth. It's like a better version of After Earth. You know, it's a similar concept with a little Last of Us sprinkled on there. Operation, Oper, can I speak English? Operation Fortune was the oddest movie I've seen, I feel. And odd as in, like, what I expected. Because it's a, it's a Guy Ritchie movie. But it's it has, like, all these Guy Ritchie, like, aspects to it. But there's just, like, nothing happening. There's no... It's just, like, these actors just saying things. And it, the movie just has a climax and that's it. I would say like, if you like the actors in the movie, you could go watch it. Like if you just like, it was like Jones and to see these actors talk about stuff. Cause like you haven't seen them in a while or something. Then yeah, go watch operation fortune. It's just odd. 
out of the movie. Uh, and then we had Creed 3. I actually really enjoyed the Creed series. Um, I still like the first one the most. I felt like the most um cohesive out of all of them. Uh, the second one is not as good. I'll say I like Creed 3 more than the second one. Especially because of you know, the anime influence and the cinematography that they chose to use to show some of the fight choreography. It was really well done. Uh, the, st- the pacing and the... It's unfortunate about Jonathan Majors, but like he's he's a really good actor still, and uh, he did a great job in that movie with Michael B. Jordan. But yeah, <laughs> like it, I feel like if you haven't seen it, you you could still go watch it. I mean, it's a movie. Like you, you got to separate the art from the artist at some point, I guess. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, hopefully that gets cleared up. Or it's already cleared up and it's a wrap for this boy. Because Marvel already dropped his ass. <laughs> now we're into April. There's mad movies in April. Jesus Christ. We got Super Mario, Air, Suzume, Renfield, Bo is Afraid, The Pope's Exorcist, Mafia Mama, Nefarious, Evil Dead Rise, Guy Ritchie Covenant, Big George Foreman and Sisu. Uh, this is like a mixed bag. I feel like most of it is good, honestly. I'm gonna dog on a bunch of this, but uh, most of it is good. I feel like uh, Super Mario was a solid adaptation. I'm glad that they made it uh, animated because I'm hearing that I think Zelda is gonna be live action, so that's gonna be awful. Or you know, I'm just assuming. Uh, I'm being unfair, I guess. But I really think they should have made that animated. Or hope they make it animated. But yeah, Super Mario, even though, like, you know, we had that Chris Pratt thing, you kind of get used to it, like, immediately. Like, all right, whatever, Chris Pratt. Because everybody else is acting their ass off, and it's, it's great. Uh, the little music cues, like, there's so many Easter eggs. Like, if you like Mario, you'll find them. Or you feel like Nintendo in general, just, like, Star Fox references and shit. It's a good time. It's a good time. <clears throat> Air. 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 <laughs> that was, that was, I love that movie. I think I watched it twice. This is great. Um, I didn't get to watch it in theaters. I actually watched it on Amazon. But I think it was in theaters at one point. Which is like another issue I have with um, movies getting released on VOD or uh, streaming. Like immediately. I feel like I've been bamboozled like an idiot. Like I just. Why did I go to the theater and watch it then? <clears throat> like you know back in the day you had to wait like a year to see a movie on DVD but I guess companies want to get like profit immediately so they already like they, they, they try to milk the theater and if they see any like sign of it waning they just release it online Six ninety nine, you get the bare minimum no extras no nothing not anymore albeit I use the Regal Unlimited program where it's like $24 a month and you get to watch any amount of movies you want. That's how I'm watching all these movies. I'm not paying full price for all these movies. So like, uh, yeah, I'm hoping Regal lasts out because this is, I don't know. What was this? I watched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, like 14 movies in April for $24. That's crazy. 
if I paid full price for that, that's like over there's over two hundred dollars right there in movies. And imagine if you have like a family. That's like eight hundred dollars in movies. Of course you're not watching everything with your family here, but just one other person, but yeah, that's crazy. So if you have like a program that like like AMC this was a stubs and Regal Unlimited, I recommend doing that. Like check to see if you could at least watch two movies each month, then I recommend it. If you it pays for itself pretty much. And I guess it depends on where you go where you're at too, because in New York, movies cost like eleven to eighteen dollars. So if it if it's like five or six dollars for you, then then it might not be worth. But depending on, you know, what you're watching, what your interest is in. All right, uh so air <laughs> little side tangent there. So air was really good. Um the story about how Nike signed uh Michael Jordan onto their brand is I I like I before this I didn't know Nike was down bad like that. I didn't know they were struggling. Now they're like the the kings of the castle, you know? But like, you know, Adidas and all the other companies was like washing them. And it was it was really good. Freaking uh, Matt Damon. I feel like he was actually there, like hiring Jordan. He's clutch. <laughs> All right, Suzume, the next anime movie by uh, Makoto Shinkai. I think I'm done with Makoto Shinkai. I'm done. I haven't liked the Makoto Shinkai movie since Your Name. And even some people don't like Your Name. Uh, yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> the animation looks great. Uh, I, I just found the story very... Meh. There was like really endearing parts in the movie, but I was like, ah, I, I just, I kind of checked out. I was not interested anymore. That's unfortunate. But I feel like you're a Makoto Shinkai diehard. Um, by all means, consume, consume it. But uh, I feel like some Makoto Shinkai diehards, they, they don't like your name, so they won't even want to consume this, so. I don't know. Renfield. Renfield, man. Uh, that was kind of a disappointment. Uh, I was kind of excited about it. To see Nick Cage and... Uh, what's his name? Chris Holt? Uh, the Beast from X-Men? <laughs> like, act, there, act, act, there, act out their ass off, man. Um, I remember really liking uh, Chris Holt. In uh, Warm Bodies. I really enjoyed that movie. And, you know, Nick Cage, he's been doing his thing for the last two years. He's coming up. But Renfield ain't it, man. It's just, like, over-the-top, gory action for no reason. And I don't even really remember much about it. Like, I just remember it being meh, whatever. It actually reminds me of, a, I think, The Vampire's Assistant from a long, 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 long time ago. I think I like that movie more. <laughs> it's hella cheesy though, so I don't know. Might not have aged well. Okay, Bo is afraid. I think this is by uh, Ari Aster. I just want to double check and make sure. I'm pretty sure it's him. This guy, he he he's on something else, man. Yeah, cause I I like. A lot of it, well, I don't want to say it's a lot. Um, like, I liked Hereditary. I liked Midsummer. 
Uh, I like another movie that also he that we're gonna talk about later. So that, like three of them are like great, but Bo, Bo is on something else. I don't, I have no idea what was going through this man's mind to make this three hour movie. Uh, and like, <laughs> I actually just recently watched like a, uh, um, ending explain talk about it for fifty minutes. And I was like, yeah, it kind of makes sense, but I, I, I still don't really like it. There's, there's some crazy pacing. It's just odd. This is really, really, really odd, man. Um, I, I mostly watched it for Joaquin Phoenix because this dude just, he's like a completely different character in every single movie. He has like no typecast to this dude. He could do whatever. And he's great. He's great in this, but it's just like a mind trip, man. <laughs> like you have like that, uh, where the protagonist is not like a like a trustworthy source source uh, that you can make sure what you're seeing is actually happening and not just his distorted view of what he's perceiving. Um, and the way how it ends is just like, it's just a mind trip, man. Uh, if you want to just get freaked out, go ahead, check it out. The Pope's Exorcist. Again, we got church, we got uh, hauntings and stuff. Apparently, this is based off of a actual uh, exorcist that uh, wrote like a book. Of course, like you know, there's no, there's no way we could like prove it because nobody records this thing, these things. And, and of course, it's like over the top just because it's a movie. Um, but it's it's, it's just kind of like a whatever movie. It's just something to watch. Mafia Mama. I actually really like this movie. <laughs> it's it's really corny and cheesy, but it's it's a lot of fun. Um, Tony Collette is in it. Uh, she's like you know this like typical you know klutzy lady who like falls into like you know the mafia world because of her family ties, and you just see her character develop and how she wants to like deal with the mafia is is great. And the way it ends is great. I enjoyed it a lot. Nefarious. Um, B-level horror movies schlock. It, it, I felt like there's a lot, there was a lot of potential, but the way how they kind of like trick you within the movie, where the person's like, oh, you're going to commit these murders right now in this prison. And then they kind of like explain it away. It's like, it's like, technically it's murder. It's like, nah, nah, nah. This is whack. I don't like this. This is so boring. This is lame. <laughs> I felt like, what was that movie? Was it, was it Smile? I think it was Smile. That, that had like a better uh, jail scene, which I enjoyed. That That's what kind of reminded me of it. Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise. I actually really like this. Um, I like the first Evil Dead reboot more, but this was solid too. It's really gross. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's just interesting how they uh, did it in that building. Uh, it's like an apartment building instead of like a cabin in the woods or whatever. Like the OG Evil Dead and the Evil Dead reboot. Um, and it's just like nobody's safe in this movie 
people get murked left and right. And it's it just interesting. Uh, how do you deal with it? Um, uh, and I'm not really a huge fan of the OG Evil Dead, so I don't have any like nostalgia or you know expectations or whatever. So I'm just enjoying what's happening. I haven't heard any complaints because the movie's solid. I feel like. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a good watch. Here's another Guy Ritchie. It's called Guy Ritchie Covenant. Like it's like it's in the title, Guy Ritchie's Covenant or something. And it's it's another Guy Ritchie movie. This was this is really not like a Guy Ritchie movie. This is very straightforward, um, based off of real events movie. It's really solid. It's just not a Guy Ritchie movie. But it's like you know, it's like an army movie. Like it's pretty cool. There's there's a lot of cool action. Um, I feel like you know. The dads would love it. Or people would have dad energy. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, let's go watch this movie. Yeah, Army, Semper Fi, whatever. <laughs> well, nothing against that energy, but like, like you know, sometimes it's just like you just want to watch something like that. Like, um, what's that movie called? Shoot. With Emily Blunt and she goes to Mexico. <laughs> Sicario. Um... Yeah, like movies like that, it just gives you like that kind of like, yeah, dude, hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Big George Foreman is pretty much a biopic for George Foreman. I didn't know much about George Foreman, but I learned a lot in this movie. I'm sure they put him in a better light because, you know, everybody is not perfect. Although they, yeah, they, didn't, they didn't make him not perfect in the movie, but like, I'm sure <laughs> there's more stuff missing from the actual story but it's cool to see the the progression that he had and why he did things the way he did why he actually has a George Foreman grill <laughs> they actually they show that in the movie so yeah it's nice I'll say I'll say watch it especially if you're like a boxing fan and you didn't know exactly everything about George Foreman because if you're a boxing fan you probably know about George Foreman and then we saw Sisu which is like Experimental John Wick movie. Just violence. I even remember how it ended. I just remember it was violent. With like you know, like the war ladies and stuff. Uh, it's like um Mad Max light. <laughs> it turns into Mad Max light, which is weird. And that's the end of April, so let's get into May. I saw very little in May. Um oof. It was a terrible month. Wow. Guardians of the Galaxy, Hypnotic, Knights of the Zodiac, Fast 10, and Psychopaths Providence. Psychopaths Providence. Ah, uh, yeah. Pretty much the only good movie here is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, and that's like one of the better Marvel movies after Endgame. It's been terrible since Endgame. Or the end of Endgame. <laughs> and Guardians Volume 3 uh, showed that like there's still some life in this. Um, but I'm definitely still checked out of Marvel Cinematic Universe. I really don't care anymore. I am so done. <laughs> like I'm just watching it just because uh, like, I like to watch everything. But I am not invested at all. But but at least Guardians was enjoyable. It's very... um emotional 
like I think the only things I'm kind of looking forward to are Spider-Man because Spider-Man is like my favorite comic book hero. Uh, but I'm also hearing in the grapevine that the new Spider-Man movie is going to have like other heroes in it again. And I'm hearing that it's also some kind of contractual obligation that they have to do it with Sony to have like other superheroes in there. And this it's really sad because like, we're not just going to get like a down to earth MCU Spider-Man movie unless Sony pumps out another amazing Spider-Man like Spider-Man amazing Spider-Man three. I think it is. Yeah. What, uh, what's his name? Andrew Garfield. We'll, we'll see how that goes. It's unfortunate. Oh, uh, we got hypnotic. <laughs> Some random Ben Affleck movie where he has like psychic powers and stuff. It is so strange. I don't know why they made this. Like, I don't know why he made this movie. Like, or chose to be in this movie. Uh, it's so odd. And the way how the movie ends is like, there's like multiple ways how you can think about how it ends. And I feel like that's where the best part of the movie is, is like the repercussions of what happens in the ending and what you think of, like the viewer thinks of after what happens. The movie itself is like, whatever. That's unfortunate. So we have Knights of the Zodiac, which is a live action anime adaptation. And nine times out of 10, live action is a terrible idea for anime. And this is also that situation is not good. <laughs> it's very bad. Um, if you can look up the Knights of the Zodiac fight scenes though on like YouTube or something, I would say check those out. The choreography is pretty good. It's, it's pretty fun. But the story overall is god awful. Terrible. Awful, awful. <laughs> Fast 10. You know, I, I, I was a Fast and Furious defender. I'm like, it's good junk food. It's fun to watch. Good popcorn movie. It's like, you know, turn your brain off. Just watch the car go burr. But now I'm getting tired. <laughs> Fast 10. I'm tired. Uh, I didn't like uh, Jason Momoa's character. They just like made a joker for uh, Dominic Toretto. Vin Diesel. And they're just milking it now. And I just saw on Twitter or X that uh, they're trying to reel it back and make it go back to basics. I'm like, how are you going to do that now for Fast 10 Part 2? I thought y'all was filming this movie. What What is going on? I thought we... <laughs> Did y'all start? <laughs> so I, I would watch... I'm going to watch Fast 10 Part 2 just to finish it up, but I am so done. No more. If they, if they say Fast 11, I'm, I'm done. Until I actually go and watch it in the theater because I got the fucking read along. <laughs> But yeah, so Psychopaths Providence, uh, another anime movie based off of an anime series called Psychopaths, which I think is based off of a manga or light novel or something. I actually like the Psychopaths series. Um, well, season one, season two, and after that, it's kind of like muddled. But the season one, season two, there's a first movie, and then there's a few other movies. There's so many things to watch, but it's like weird because a lot of the series is told out of order after season two. So Providence actually fills in the blank for part of season three, which is funny enough after like 
three other smaller movies. So it's just weird. Like, I didn't really enjoy Psychopath's Providence as much, but I feel like it's important that you get the information from it so you can fill in the blanks for other things if you plan to watch more of the series. If you don't plan to watch more of the series, then you could just skip it all together because you're just going to be completely confused. There's so much that you have to know going into this movie to um, understand it fully. It's not a standalone, unfortunately. You got to do your homework. All right, now we're getting into June, which is like ping pong and back and forth between garbage and good. But June starts off really strong with uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, so that's great. Then we saw The Boogeyman, Past Lives, Transformers Rise of the Beast, The Flash, Black Clover Sword of the Wizard King, Elemental, Asteroid City, Extraction 2, The Blackening, No Hard Feelings, Indiana Jones Dollar Destiny, and Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken. Uh, in just to explain about the teenage cracking thing. So Regal has this thing called mystery movie Monday where you get to watch a movie before it comes out, but you don't know which one is it is going to be. So I actually watched a few movies like that this year. I don't think I would have actually watched them if I didn't do this. Um, I think teenage cracking is actually one of them that I, I wasn't planning on watching, but I ended up watching it. I just sat for it. So, um, yeah, Teenage Kraken is actually not bad. Um, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by how much I kind of enjoyed it. Um, so, so like Krakens and mermaids exist in this world and people are like oblivious and they think that the Kraken girl is actually real, like a human, but she has blue skin. I'm like, ah, you got to like, you know, suspend your disbelief. But uh, it's like, pretty obvious how the story is going but it's, it's a fun little trip it's kind of cute uh indiana jones dollar destiny i'm not a huge fan of indiana jones i actually binge watched all of the indiana jones movies before this because i didn't really sit down and watch them like the whole thing like i was mixing up raiders of the lost ark with like the was it the last crusade and shit <laughs> but uh yeah i'm even after watching all of them i'm like eh, i don't get the big hubbub i don't even know why they made this style of destiny Dial destiny is trash um i feel like the ending is great and people might think that the whole movie is good because the ending is great but it's not <laughs> unfortunately it's like time travel and shit. It's pretty cool. The ending is like pretty wild. I was like, damn, this is a good ending, but too bad it you had to sit through like all that garbage to get to this point. <laughs> <clears throat> no hard feelings. This was out of nowhere. Jennifer Lawrence. I remember back in the day, I used to freaking love Jennifer Lawrence. I used to watch anything Jennifer Lawrence was in, but I, I don't know. I'm like, I kind of grew up, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, but I actually like No Hard Feelings. It's pretty, it's like a little cute little rom-com thing. Um, there's some nudity in here out of nowhere. <laughs> like, so I don't know if you, if you get secondhand embarrassment, I, I don't recommend watching this with other people. So yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a little fun little thing. Uh, the trailer tells you everything in the movie. You know exactly what's going to happen. 
But uh, that's like a little twist. The blackening. The blackening. What? what? <laughs> it's kind of like that series called Scary Movie, where it's like a parody of like horror things. But uh, this one is a little more straightforward with the racism aspect of it. And it's kind of hilarious. Um, it's a little. It's kind of like a whodunit, but it's a little obvious about what's going on. But I I definitely recommend it, especially if you like that kind of comedy. (laughs) Black comedy. Black people. (laughs) Excuse the water sounds. Uh, Extraction 2. Extraction 2 was a Netflix movie. Uh, The first movie was great. The second movie is also great. I like both of them a lot. I was also really invested in the second movie because there was a character that I like in the movie. Um, and they were like in peril a lot. So like I was heavily invested, make sure that character stays alive, even though I can't, you know, control anything, but it was really good. I enjoyed it. I recommend it, but it's very straightforward. It's like action movie made by action stuntmen. Like that's great. They know what they're doing. Asteroid city, uh, Wes Anderson movie. I think I'm kind of done with Wes Anderson too, man. (laughs) Well, I don't want to say that because I like the previous movies a lot. Um, the last two are weird as hell. Uh, I forget what the, it's like that Island of Dogs and something else came out before. And I forget which one it was. But uh, Asteroid City, I didn't get. I think I just didn't get it. Um, weird, odd pacing problems. Like, I feel like he's trying to tell this story that I just didn't understand. So I, I give it a, a thumbs down. Maybe you would understand it. So go check it out. You know what I'm saying? Elemental. You saw Zootopia? Well, that's what this is, but with elements and racism. Just just racism. Um, That's it. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I feel like I'm dogging it, but it's fine. Um, I just feel like eh, it's not original. I feel like, and also like the elements are like obviously like a specific race. So uh, I'll let you decide on what they are. (laughs) Check it out. Black Clover, Sword of the Wizard King is a very by the numbers anime movie. It's like, hey, we got a budget to go crazy with animation. So we're just going to give you a reason to fight. And we're going to just blow your socks off with some crazy animation. At least they did something with it, you know. So I, I think it's cool. The animation is great. Unlike uh, the My Hero Academia movies, until recently, um, the 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 first few movies were trash, so bad. But uh, they 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 got better. Well, and the Black Clover one starts off good, so at least that that's good. We got the Flash, which suffers from the same issue of the DC Cinematic Universe collapsing on itself, and then also has the issue of Ezra Miller. He's the main character, so they can't really do much with him, even though he's still not in prison somehow. Um, but I felt like so many missed opportunities with this uh, specific concept. Like, I mean, like they already have like a good concept in the animated movie, The Flashpoint. I felt like they could have done something similar to it, like especially with the Batman character that they have in there, where you see him like you know older. I'm like. Why, why does it have to be Bruce Wayne? It could have obviously been uh, Thomas Wayne. But 
they chose to just nostalgia bait like crazy and that's it. Um, it's 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 just an unfortunate movie. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, you can still watch it if you want. Uh, we got Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. So, I'm a huge Beast Wars fan. I didn't grow up with like the original OG Transformers. I grew up with Beast Wars, and when I saw that they were making this, I had hope that they're gonna do something Beast Wars. Like, cause it says Rise of the Beast, and you see, you know, uh, the Maximals and uh, Optimus Primal, but they tricked us. They're pretty much it's, it's it's straight up trick. They tricked us into watching this movie. It's a Transformers movie with a Beast Wars thin layer of paint. They even have Optimus Prime in it, so it's like it it. They, they tricked us, man. It's very unfortunate. I, I was really upset. I was like, man, this is not Rise of the Beast. This is just Transformers with more Transformers in it from other times. And then, like, the... I, I don't want to even get into it. it. It just... As a Beast Wars fan, I was very let down. Very let down. Uh, Past Lives. Past Lives was great. It's a very tragic movie. Well, like nobody dies, but um, it's like sad. It's like just about being able to say what you want and being clear with what you need and the repercussions of not communicating properly um, and living with your choices uh, is great. Uh, this movie stuck with me for a bit. I was like, damn. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's not really, but like, it's, it's just like the things that people go through. It's like, it's not even like necessary. Like, you know, you, you go to work, you get food, you hang out with your friends and stuff. But like, this is, this is like a extra thing that you would probably want in your life, but you got to be loud about it. Like you got to, if you want it, you got to say it. <laughs> just go watch the movie. You'll see what I mean. <laughs> The Boogeyman. Um, it reminded me of uh, Lights Out. Uh, yeah, 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 Lights Out. It's like, it's like one of those kind of domestic kind of horror movie where like the you gotta live with the the creature and it's just like you know messing with you. Uh, it's it's solid. I enjoyed it. It's fine. <laughs> And of course, then we had a uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is probably the best movie, top five of the year, easily. Um, just hope that they start paying these people, not making them crunch and go crazy. Uh, I'm looking forward for to the, the well, I guess the third part in a sense. Uh, yeah, definitely go watch it. Uh, or if you haven't watched it yet, I'll say just wait for the third one to come out and then just binge it. Or they might even have like one of those like special engagements where you get to watch all three movies in one day or something. That'll be cool. I might want to do that, you know? All right, moving on to July. We have Insidious, the red door. Talk to me. Joyride. Mission impossible. They clone Tyrone. Barbie. Oppenheimer. Haunted mansion. Shin Kamen Rider, 
the first slam dunk. And I think I saw another movie. I don't remember the name. I guess I'll talk about it right now. So I saw this um, foreign film. I think it was Chinese. I'm sounding like a racist now. I've, I don't remember the language I was spoken because it, was, it wasn't English at all. So I know for sure it's not Japanese because most of it took place in, I think, like uh, Indonesia. But there, there was characters vacationing there. Excuse me. Um, where this girl is trying to um, catch her husband to do something in doing something. And they, they put on this big act to like catch him in the act of doing something. I don't remember the name. It's a weird movie. Um, it was cool until the, the twist. I mean, it, it, it wasn't good until you got to the twist, which is not a good way to make the movie. But I digress. So Insidious, The Red Door. I like the Insidious series a lot. Um, I feel like the majority of the movies are good. Uh, the Red Door is not great, but I liked it. I think it's like a guilty pleasure. For some reason, I like it. I, I don't think, I think most people don't like it. <laughs> so take that with a grain of salt. I feel like if you watch the Insidious series, you should still watch it. It has like some closure for certain characters. It's interesting how they could just, you know, make up new kind of stories to keep this insidious saga going. Uh, talk to me, which is probably the best horror movie of the year, is uh, great, man. I definitely recommend it. Jeez, it's so good. Um, like the allegory for uh, drug use and peer pressure in the form of a uh, embalmed hand that makes you see ghosts and shit it is wild. And I'm hearing that they're already making Talk To Me Part 2. I don't know what they're going to do with that. And I'm worried about it. Because usually when you make a Part 2, they got to get into the lore. And they got to explain everything. And then it takes out the mysticism about it. And I just don't know how they can make a better movie by doing that. I guess, like, since the first movie is so focused on the... uh, the allegory of the drug use. Uh, I guess they could just focus on something else. And what the way how they kind of go about it, like they could do it in another country. Cause this, I think this takes place in Australia. Um, they could do it in another country, maybe another time period, maybe like a prequel. It's not even really a prequel prequel. It's just like a, another moment in time where this thing happened. Uh, and I'd rather that I'd rather them not do talk to me origins and to show how the hand was created, which would be lame. But, you know, Hollywood is probably thinking about doing that if they get these dudes to do it. Or they might buy the rights to it and just ruin it. Uh, Joyride. I actually really like Joyride. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Excuse me. Um, it's like a road trip kind of movie with all female characters and they're not, they're all like very interesting. They're all very different. Um, it's cool to see how they act with each other. And it's also like, I feel like there's like, there's like sexual positivity about the movie (laughs) because usually it's always like the guys who are horny and the girls are like prudes and stuff. But now it's like the opposite I like, you know, girls need have needs too. Um, and it's fun to see that. 
uh, in this movie. Uh, and there's a lot of, well, I don't want to say there's a lot of, but most of yeah, they're, they're doing a great job with the acting. And I just want to, you know, put a spotlight on the one character who was from, uh, well, she was in everything, everywhere, all at once. And she's in this movie and she's like a completely different character. She knows how to change herself and not be the same person in every movie. I know some people like, you know, kite on that, <laughs> but, uh, it's nice to see the range. Um, I definitely recommend Joyride. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Uh, this, of course, it's not going to be as good as the last one, which was amazing. It's like the pinnacle of action movies. But uh, th- these movies are getting kind of goofy now. <laughs> like the main villain in the movie is uh, AI. I was like, come on, man. What is this? And they start killing off characters that you like and they introduce new characters that it, like you don't like and they're supposed to replace them. And then the way how they had the advertisements for this movie where they kept showing this dude ride his motorcycle off a ramp and then they break down exactly how they do it. It's just like takes the fun out of the whole movie. That's why I like to try and avoid watching trailers, but you know, sometimes you can't avoid them. Um, I like to go in cold, but I'm sitting in that movie and I'm like looking at the time, like, all right, this movie's going on forever. And we haven't even got to the point where it remotely looks like he's going to jump off a cliff with a motorcycle. So I was just waiting for that scene to happen. And it's not even fun to look at because they keep drilling it on social media and in the trailer to keep showing it over and over and over. Just it's, it's mission impossible. You don't need to go crazy and show everything. But uh, yeah, I'm not exactly looking forward to the second movie i'm gonna watch it just to finish but i don't know the last one was just too good i guess <laughs> uh they clone tyrone this was a solid movie it reminded me a lot of um uh sorry to bother you it's like another kind of like it's like a movie where there's like a like a like a plot to go against black people but uh, I feel like, uh, oh, sorry, I hit the mic. <laughs> I feel like um, Sorry to Bother You is better than They Clone Tyrone. They Clone Tyrone is more funny, I feel like. But uh, the plot is better in uh, Sorry to Bother You, which is kind of funny because both of them are like out there. <laughs> I recommend both of them. All right, and then we got Barbenheimer. <laughs> Barbie surprised me, actually. Like, I went to watch it just because, you know, it's the big deal, but uh, the way how the plot progressed and who ends up being a villain, like I, I, I was not expecting it, and that was a really good job they did there. Uh, yeah, so I definitely recommend watching Barbie. I think they didn't like what's it called? I'm just Ken, just won an award for like best original song or something. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oppenheimer, I love my boy Christopher Nolan. Oppenheimer is not my favorite movie. People love this movie. I think they just love it because they like, they really love this dude, Nolan. <laughs> like, I love him too, but I don't know. I like, I like weird Christopher Nolan. I like Interstellar, Inception, um, Tenet kind of stuff. I, I'm, this is because this is very based off of real events kind of thing. So it's very grounded. Um, it's like a history buffs wet dream 
like because they they drop names in this like it's like the avengers like they got the avengers of science nerds in this and if you don't know all like the people like it's not hype for you it's like almost the same thing as like a comic book movie where they'll, they'll like drop a name and you're like what but you'll hear somebody in the corner like oh shit yo they got fucking wheeljack son and you know, like I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. But it's like almost the same thing for Oppenheimer. Um, of course, they have like the main person that's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Einstein. And you're like, oh shit, there's Einstein. Son. He's like the Captain America. And then you have Oppenheimer who's like, you know, he's just there. But they have all these other characters. It's cool. It's almost like a, um, like a heist movie where they spend like the whole movie talking about developing something and then you actually see it, you know, work. And then there's like this whole other part of the movie where it's just like court cases and stuff. I'm like, what the, <laughs> like, I, I think, um, if I remember correctly, uh, just a warning for you guys, the nuclear bomb drops two hours into the movie. There's a whole other hour after that. I'm like, Whoa. I can't believe there's a whole other hour after this, man. This is too long. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that's why I never watched it again because I really don't want to sit there for three hours again. Haunted Mansion. Next question. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Lakeith Stanfield? I don't I don't know. He, he, he just doing everything, man. I don't know. I just saw a movie recently, uh, the, book, the Book of Clarence. We'll talk about that next month, probably. But uh, Haunted Mansion was... Mm, whatever. Don't watch it. All right, now we got our uh, Japanese foreign films here. Shin Kamen Rider was great. Oh, my God. The pacing of this movie, it just doesn't stop. Like, you got to be locked in for the whole movie, man. It's super violent, too, but it's awesome. Uh, if you don't like that Sentai Ranger kind of stuff, uh, or Super Sentai, I want to say Sentai Ranger, like you might not like it, but this was really enjoyable. And the, the cinematic experience, like just sitting in the theater was very enjoyable with everybody there. There are people like cosplaying as a character, full helmet and everything. It was really cool to see these people out here just really enjoying themselves. Uh, then the next one I saw, the first slam dunk. It's an anime movie. This movie, this is probably one of the best anime movies of the year. This is a brilliant movie. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, brilliant sports movie. So it's based off of the anime, which is also based off a manga called slam dunk. And it tells like, you know, it just shows you one basketball game for the whole movie. So the basketball scenes are like the action points in an actual movie. And then like, they'll cut away from the basketball game and show you like some like side story, some plot, some like character development, and they'll come back to the game to show you some more things that are happening within the game itself. It's very well done. Brilliant idea of showing you a game. But here's a warning <laughs> for people. Um, if you're interested in the slam dunk series, even though this movie says the first slam dunk, it's apparently like one of the later chapters, like way later chapters. 
So this could essentially kind of spoil you if you're not well-versed in Slam Dunk and if you don't know about everything. So I would actually recommend, you know, doing your homework, uh, maybe watching the anime. I think it's only, I don't want to say only, I think it's 100 episodes. Um, but, you know, compared to something like One Piece or Naruto or whatever, uh, 100 episodes should be easy to get through. Or you could just read the manga. That'll be quick. Uh, but, uh, or if you don't care, I feel like the movie is good enough on its own. Like you, they explain, they have like two main characters and they really flesh them out. You get everything that you need in the movie. You don't need everything, but it, it'll be nice to know, but you don't need to. All right. <laughs> and now we're into August. Halfway through the year, man. Uh, we got TMNT Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2, The Trench, Last Voyage of the Demeter, Jules, Blue Beetle, Gran Turismo, Retribution, and Bottoms. Uh, this is actually not a bad month, you know? <clears throat> uh, TMNT Mutant Mayhem. I feel like it's a, it's like a controversial movie. Controversial in the sense that any, if you're a TMNT fan, this is like an abomination to you. <laughs> they they pretty much like they just take the concept of having having Ninja Turtles in a store with a rat. That's it. Everything else that you think you know, this this doesn't apply. But the movie's great. <laughs> it is super endearing. The casting was really well done for the Ninja Turtles. Uh even the villains and stuff like it was just really well done. Uh, the, the animation and the stylization of the animation is like brilliant. Spider-Verse show people that you got to raise your, your bar for animation. Don't just like put 3d and that's it. You got to like, you know, put some style in it. Everything is so stylized. Even like there's like clouds are stylized in this movie. It's, it was so well done. It also feels like a, a personal attack while at the same time, like representing New York city, <laughs> like there's like some annoying aspects of New York, which they like shine a light upon, but they also is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know you out here. It's kind of cool. It's fun though. Uh, and then we break it way down with the Meg two, uh, the trench. Fuck that movie. <laughs> I don't know why I watched it. Uh, I think I just needed to fill time in between other movies. Uh, don't watch it. Even if you watch the first one, don't watch it. If you love the first one, then go ahead. You're, you're weird. <laughs> the Last Voyage of the Demeter. I didn't like it at all. Um, it's pretty much vampire on a boat. I think it's the Dracula on a boat, but he's like a wild animal. Instead of being like, you know, a smart, cunning villain. Uh... I didn't care much for the last voyage. I found it very boring and lame. Jules. Jules, I went in cold. I was I saw posters on the wall for it, but they didn't <laughs> did a good job hiding what the movie is about. And I really don't want to tell you what it's about, but I definitely recommend it. It's great. It's really endearing. It's like a um coming of age story, but for people who are already of age with like 
this amazing plot device that that's in there. There's like a really interesting uh campaign that they did, like a viral campaign that I didn't even know that it was for that until I started watching movies. Like, eh, what? That's the campaign for the movie. So hopefully you didn't see it and then look it up later. It's, it's really it's really funny. It's also really adorable. It's so cute. Um. All right, so we're on to Blue Beetle now, which is the start of the new uh, DC Cinematic Universe, which is a good start. It's actually a really good start. Um, I didn't care about Blue Beetle. I only remember him from I think it's a uh, Young Justice. Uh, yeah, the animated series. Um, I didn't really think of him as a main character who needed his own movie, but by all means, especially you know we have representation now. Um. George Lopez is amazing in this. Uh, the kid from Karate Kid or Cobra Kai. <laughs> he he did a good job. I, I think everybody in that family did a good job. Um, the villain was lame as hell. But uh, overall, the story was fun. Uh, I look forward to a Blue Beetle 2. And um, the building out of the new cinematic universe. Um, I, I, have, I, have, I have a little faith in James Gunn, man. Because Blue Beetle's good. Gran Turismo. I was surprised by how much I like this movie. Because <laughs> the trailer looked really cringy with the like the gamer jokes and stuff. But it's really like a endearing movie about, you know, somebody trying hard and trying to, you know, go with, for their dreams. And it's like a true story. And they actually have the actual person in the movie doing the racing stunts and stuff. It, it's... it's a really good idea and they actually show you him at the end of the movie and stuff it's cool it's a lot of fun um yeah i'll say go check it out despite the trailer retribution was another mystery movie monday movie i didn't even know this movie was a thing so they just dropped this on us it's a liam neeson movie where liam neeson just wants to get a check and get paid to do a movie um, it's really dumb. It's <laughs> it sucks. It's, it's not good. I don't recommend it. Moving on, Bottoms, which I do recommend. Bottoms is amazing. God, I love this movie. It's like a super bad, but with um lesbians instead, and they're not focused on drinking alcohol or getting alcohol. They just focus on you know making connections. And it's like a little bit of like super bad with mean girls in a little bit, which is great. I freaking love this movie. Everybody's like a character and like you either love them or hate them. Even the main characters, you kind of like hate them a little bit. But I definitely recommend bottoms. All right. We're on to September now. September. Uh, <laughs> we got Equalizer 3, The Nun 2, A Haunting in Venice, Dumb Money, The Retirement Plan, Outlaw Johnny Black, No One Will Save You, It Lives Inside, The Creator, and Saw 10. Uh, this is a pretty shitty month, man. Um, <laughs> all right, let's start with Saw 10. Saw 10. 10. 
And that's not even, I think it's not even 10. It's like 12. <laughs> um, I, I guess the best thing I can say is that I think Saw 10 is better than Spiral. But it, it's just, it is a cash grab. It, it feels like a cash grab for sure. Um, Cause they're just like pulling John Kramer out of the crypt. This dude has been dead since like Saw 3. Like, or two, I think, I forget. And that's like a decade ago, maybe longer. Um, yeah, definitely longer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, geez. We need to stop. I think there's another Soul movie coming out anyway. But they... Just make something up. Just make, make something else. Think of something else, man. <laughs> Come on. Uh, the Creator was a huge letdown in my opinion. Uh, I really dislike this movie. Um, the, the movie looks amazing. The cinematography is amazing. But I just found it really boring. Uh, the characters are uninspired. Um, I, I, I don't even know how I would fix it. Or I don't even want to say fix. Like what I would have wanted to see. I don't know what I was expecting. It just looked cool, pretty much. It lives inside. It's fine. It's a horror movie, but instead of, you know, the usual church and um, Caucasian mythos, <laughs> we, we have a, a mythos from like, a, or folktales like from India. And it actually deal with like Indian culture and the clash between... Indian and American culture and there's like little subtle things that um, only somebody from that culture would like point out which I, I like to see it's, it, it, it's something different they use they actually use the culture instead of just saying that this person's like this and this is their folklore that is haunting them and they do a good job with that but it's just like once you start seeing the the monster or whatever I feel like it kind of goes down a little bit. I, I I don't know. And it has like a kind of odd ending. I think it's just like sequel bait. But it's fine. No one will save you. This is also a fine movie. It's just odd. I don't even want to say much about it. I would say check it out. But it's just odd. It's just like... It'll make you feel good. <laughs> the Outlaw Johnny Black is a uh, is like Western Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite is better, but Outlaw Johnny Black is also really good. It's really funny. It's really stupid. Like there's so many silly little things that happen. The only issue that I have with this movie is that there's some severe pacing issues, um, where you're just like kind of sitting there. Just waiting for the plot to unfold. But other than that, I definitely recommend it. The retirement plan is kind of like a by the numbers Nicolas Cage movie. Um, well, it's not a Nicolas Cage movie. It's just like a by the numbers kind of um, action movie with Nicolas Cage in it. Uh, if you're really jonesing for some Nicolas Cage, you can watch this, but I. I would say watch something else that's going to come up later, which is amazing. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. 
Um, Dumb Money. Dumb Money, I definitely recommend watching. They did a really good job of explaining the story and all the ins and outs of the um, financial things that happen in that. It's a true story <laughs> about the uh, game stonks <laughs> and how, you know, how these these people kind of try to rise up against the machine. And the terrible thing is that, like, it's still happening and it's not going to stop. That's just how it is. It's just like a sad thing for this world. Uh, Haunting in Venice. Haunting in Venice was pretty good. I like all of these movies. Um, the Oriental Express, The Death on the Nile, and The Haunting in Venice. It's just that Oriental Express was just too good. It's easily the best one of the three. But also the problem is that you have to watch them in order because of the character progression that happens. So you can't just watch Haunting in Venice and just go up to Oriental Express. Although I would also say Haunting in Venice is better than uh, Death on the Nile, in my opinion. Um... Just because the character progression is at its highest for the main character in Haunting in Venice. Mm, the Nun 2. Stop. With these movies. This is from the Conjuring universe, I believe. Uh, the Conjuring is not as good as the Insidious universe, I would say. Um... It's just unfortunate. There's so many of them, and a lot of them are garbage. Um, I believe they're making a new Conjuring movie called The Last Rite, if I remember correctly. I will be watching it just to, you know, <laughs> fill out the whole series. But, yeah, the Nun series, even though the Nun is supposed to be, like, the freaking Thanos of the series, and these movies are so lame. So lame. It's unfortunate. Equalizer 3. Equalizer 3 was fine. I feel like it's better than the second one. Um, still not as good as the first one. But it's fine. It just, you know, watch this dude be a badass. Denzel Washington. Just destroy dudes. Destroy, like, Italian mafia and stuff. And, you know, just see him, like, settle down. It's cool. <clears throat> Alright, now we're in October. October... We have The Exorcist Believer, uh, Five Nights of Freddy, The Royal Hotel, When Evil Lurks, Freelance, The Killer, and Blue Giant. So, Blue Giant is an anime movie. I think it's amazing. It's such a good movie. Uh, especially like if you're like a creative person, somebody who's interested in the arts or is pursuing something to better themselves, this movie will like tug at your heartstrings. I was like borderline in tears uh, watching this movie, just watching somebody go through the struggle of trying to learn something new and become good at it and then seeing the fruits of his labor pay off. It's like, Amazing. I'm kind of getting choked up right now talking about it. It's so well done. And it, and they also like successfully make you watch music. Because <laughs> Blue Giant is about um, jazz 
and blues and stuff. And uh, there's many set pieces of like music, but the way how they animate it is just amazing. And the music is great. I'm not like a jazz person, but they, I think they ease you into it. They don't go too crazy with it. I, you know, it's like, it's not like Gundam Thunderbolt where the jazz is like just noise. It's, it's crazy. But this one is like not as hardcore, I would say. So it's an easy, it, it'll, it'll get you in there. Uh, the Killer, which is a Netflix movie, which was released in theaters. I watched it in theaters and then it came out on Netflix like a week later. I believe the movie made like 500,000 bucks. It was it 500,000. I think it, it, it made very little. It's a David Fincher movie. Um, it's nice to see him make a movie again, but I feel like this movie is very simple, um, straightforward. I feel like I would have enjoyed it more if it was more, um, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. Like, I feel like it's, it was set up a certain way and then they kind of go against everything that they set up. Just strange. Like, I feel like the character was so, I guess that maybe that's the point of it. Because the character is so specific in the way how he does things and then like he just doesn't do them, really. <laughs> but uh, I'll say you can check it out. So we'll, you, we'll watch your boy Magneto. Just act his ass off as usual. And be weird. <laughs> Freelance is another Mystery Movie Monday thing. I didn't even know this movie was coming out again. Uh, John Cena action movie with um Allison Brie. Uh, I like both of them. So I was pleasantly surprised to see it. And it was a solid movie. Just, just solid in general. Just solid action movie. With some light nudity. <laughs> When Evil Lurks, this was a foreign movie. Um, it's a Spanish language movie uh, about like this kind of like demon that possesses things. It's like an evil. It's just straight up evil. And I really enjoyed this movie because of how they explain the rules of how it works and how you see these people try to deal with the evil and you see how like it infects everything. It's just well done. It's 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 just it's a bad time for everybody though. It's very kind of gross. <laughs> they really go in with the uh, practical effects. The Royal Hotel. This is a weird movie. Um, I didn't really get it. Uh, I feel like it's like a movie about toxic 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 masculinity, and uh, it's just. I don't know. I feel like there's better movies that cover this subject matter. Um, and it just like happens. I, I don't know. I'll say check it out. Maybe you could tell me how, how it makes you feel, what you get from it and what you think it means. <laughs> but uh, maybe I just didn't get it. Five Nights at Freddy. I'm a huge Five Nights at Freddy lore fan. Like I freaking love the lore. I didn't play any of the games. Cause I'm a little baby, but, um, I, I, I love the lore of Five Nights at Freddy and this movie does not do it justice at all. Um, the, the kids who are in the theater watching it with me and my friend, they, they, it seemed like they were eating it up. 
and they were like singing the theme song at the ending that I didn't even know there was a theme song. And I clearly, this movie's not for me. Um, not for my generation. It's for the Zoomers. Um, so I guess good for them because they're definitely getting a second movie because the movie made bank. Um, but as a person who loved the lore, um, I'm just, that, that's, that's just me. That's, that's where I'm at, I guess. I just get to stick to my lore. The same thing with like Star Wars, you know? Uh, and then the last one was the exorcist believer. Um, this movie kind of sucks. It's just the exorcist with two possessed girls now. Oh, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Bullshit. (laughs) The the thing that got me upset, I don't know. It's just me. Um, there's a movie called prisoners with, uh, Hugh Jackman, and Jake Gyllenhaal and a few other people, um, where like the way how the trailer showed the Exorcist Believer and how it started—that's how Prisoners started, and it kind of gave me those vibes. But Prisoners is a way better movie. That movie's amazing. I probably got—I need to rewatch that movie this year somehow. Um, but uh, I guess because I had that in my head, I think Exorcist just wasn't going to be able to live up to that. And that's just my fault, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's just a cash grab. Unfortunately, I think also in that month, killers of the flower moon came out, but I did not watch it. Um, I'm going to try and watch it. I know it's like three hours long again. Really? I feel like if you got to make a three hour long movie, you could make it two parts. Just, you know, I don't know. I'd rather not, I guess like, you know, since it's streaming, I could, I could watch it in pieces, but I, I feel like we don't need people sitting in the theater for two hours anymore, man. 90 minutes is fine. Um, two hours is okay. Anything past two hours, I feel like it's pushing it. Like we don't really need to be sitting in the theater that long anymore. And I feel like you can cut out things to not make your movie that long like any like establishing shots or lingering things like i know there's like certain artistic things that people like to do where it requires time like like if you're just watching somebody lie in bed and like you're like just trying to get the idea of like the emotion on their face or something but like i'm I'm sure you could trim the fat somewhere else and then you could still have your know your director's cut but, you know, people don't like DVDs anymore and they want to shit immediately. So we don't get like, you know, a well-developed release after the movie actually leaves the theater. But I digress again. <laughs> we are in November. We're almost done with the year. Uh, we have the Marsh King's Daughter, the Marvel's Dream Scenario. It's a Wonderful Knife, Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Thanksgiving, Next goal wins, Saltburn, Leave the World Behind, Anatomy of a Fall. So, it's actually not a bad month. Anatomy of a Fall was really good. Um, it's a foreign movie, but I believe most of the movie is in English. Uh, I believe it's French that is spoken. Um, it's kind of like a, did she do it? kind of movie 
And even at the end of the movie, you kind of don't know. And I feel like that's like the nature of like actual crime that happens sometimes in uh, real life where like you, you have evidence that supports both sides and the jury makes a decision and everybody has to live with that decision and that's it. So that, that's kind of like what happens at the end of the movie. You kind of have to just live with the decision that, that they chose to have at the end of the movie. I'm not going to tell you obviously what they chose, but um, <laughs> I definitely recommend to watch it. It's really, well, it's like really good drama. I like it a lot. Um, the characters are great. Even the child actors. I was like, what? We're doing good out here. We're good. Uh, leave the world behind. That's like a, it starts off good and then it develops into nothing. <laughs> uh, it's a Netflix movie, I believe. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It just starts off pretty solid. And like, there's like weird, like interesting things happening and then nothing really comes of it. It's pretty, it's like, eh, meh. Salt burn. Excuse me. I believe the general consensus is that people really like Saltburn. I don't. <laughs> um, I, maybe I, 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 I get it, but I feel like I don't enjoy it. Um, I really don't. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the enjoyability of it. Uh, uh, just odd. Again, everybody's acting their ass off, but and the setting is interesting, but like I think overall I just didn't enjoy it. Like it's a solid movie, I guess, but I just I wouldn't watch it again. I don't know. Hmm. Too bad. Next goal wins. I feel like a simpleton because I like this movie. <laughs> um another uh Taika Waititi movie. Um, what's it called? It's based off a real thing that happened. Uh, a coach had to go and try to raise up this soccer team. Um, what's his name? Michael Fassbender was up in this movie, doing a great job acting, and help. Like everybody was great. It's like it's like a coming of age story for the, this whole team and it, like it's cool how they show um the actual characters that is well the actual people that the characters are based off of so like th it seems like they kind of stick to the actual story that happened um because of certain things that happen later like it, it, i recommend it i actually recommend next school wins now we're on thanksgiving <laughs> Thanksgiving. Uh, this movie kind of sucks. Uh, it's unfortunate because, yeah, like, I mean, like, you're making a whole movie based off of a little joke that was during Grindhouse way back in the day. So it is, they, they made, like, a little funny trailer about Thanksgiving. And it, it was, like, over the top and violent and stupid and hilarious. But uh, making a whole movie out of it? Uh, it didn't really land for me. Um, I guess they do a good job in making you hate the characters enough that you want to see them get killed. 
but I don't know. I don't know. It felt kind of cheap or something. I don't know. Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I <laughs> I guess they made it because they actually made a book. I believe the book has been out forever. But um, is there like a is there like a like a a market for Hunger Games right now? Is there a demand for Hunger Games? Did anybody think about Hunger Games before this this movie came out? I didn't. <laughs> Pepper's Farm didn't remember. So, I feel like the movie's fine, but it doesn't justify the actions of the the character that you see later in the previous Hunger Game movies because this is a prequel. And it's supposed to show you how this character came to be who they are. And I really don't think that it explains enough. Maybe the book does a better job, but this movie doesn't do it for me. I was like, he doesn't, why does he turn into like this, this crazy asshole later? I don't think the movie did enough. It's a wonderful knife. This is another mystery movie, Monday movie. It is awful. It's terrible, 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 terrible. Um, Justin Long's in it out of nowhere. Um, like this is, it's kind of like happy death day mixed with a slasher movie. Um, well, not mixed with it. That's what happy death day is, but it's not, it's not as interesting. It is terrible. Don't even go, don't even go to theater or waste your precious hours watching this. Watch dream scenario instead. Dream Scenario is one of, I think, top five for me this year. Everyone loved this movie so much. It is such a well-done movie. It's by Ari Aster as well. Um, I didn't want to say much about it. The, the simple premise is just Nicolas Cage's character. He randomly shows up in other people's dreams. And people recognize him. Even though they never seen him before. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Watch it. I'm probably going to watch it again. I freaking love this movie. It's so good. Uh, the Marvels. I was so uninterested in watching this movie. <laughs> and when the movie ended, I was like, yep, I don't care. <laughs> I'm I'm checked out, man. I really don't care. I mean, it was fun to watch, but I really don't care. And then they had the ending credits thingy. The, the stinger. And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. I don't care. I'm done. Uh, if you're still a huge fan of the MCU, uh, I would say it's important. Um, you have to go watch it, you know. Gotta catch them all. But I don't care. I don't care. The Marsh King's Daughter. Uh, I was surprised by this. Um, I'm glad to see Daisy Ridley getting some work. That's not Star Wars related, and she could do better than Star Wars. Um, the Marsh King's Daughter was really good, really solid movie. Um, I feel like it, it like uh, satisfied an itch for a very specific specific movie that I had. Um, and yeah, I, I fully enjoyed it. It's like a interesting story about perspective. And uh, dealing with trauma. I won't say much more about that. <laughs> it's 
very interesting. Check it out. Now we're in December, finally. Uh, we have Silent Night, The Boy and the Heron, Godzilla Minus One, Eileen, Poor Things, American Fiction, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Anyone But You. Uh, we didn't end strong this year. We did not end strong at all. Um, uh, but, yeah. Anyone But You. <laughs> oh, God. It's just your typical happy white people rom-com with very distractingly pretty people in it. Just, you know, doing the rom-com stuff. Um, I feel like for both people, like for people who are attracted to men, you got the, you got your, you know, cookie cutter man and people who are attracted to women, you have your cookie cutter woman. <laughs> but, uh, that's it. If you like them, go watch it and get your rom-com fix for Christmas, which has already passed. <laughs> Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Eh, again, this is the last of the DC Cinematic Universe prior to James Gunn. So it kind of took the piss out of it. Like, you know, nothing's going to come of this movie. Um, it's solid. I didn't mind it. Oddly enough, uh, it's really good that they, I, I feel like they really did go into the movie and tried to take out as much of uh, Amber Hood's voice lines in the movie because she was like oddly quiet in the movie. And they even wrote in, I guess prior to the nonsense, that she would be leaving the movie like partially for the moment. Like, like she's like absent in the movie for a while. So I was like, oh, they're lucky. They just, they just had that out there. Um, I don't even know if you should watch it. <laughs> I mean, if you if you like Jonesing for Aquaman, go ahead. But you really don't need to. It's it's dead dead in the water. <laughs> American fiction. I definitely recommend this. This is great. I love it. <laughs> I feel like um, I never saw the trailer, but my friends told me about the trailer. Uh, and I feel like the trailer might set you up to think of the movie in a different way than it actually is. Uh, so that might be to its detriment. So it's a good idea to not watch the trailer. Um, but I think overall the movie's great. It just like this writer trying to, you know, learn and become a better person in a sense while at the same time going through this uh culture um like it's kind of hard to explain without saying exactly what it is so i'd I'd rather not but i definitely recommend it especially for my black folk (laughs) poor things um i like this movie a lot too it's just strange it's just really strange it's an odd movie. It's a lot of nudity. Oh my goodness. So much nudity. Relax. <laughs> it is such a strange movie. Um, I don't understand. I, I guess I kind of understand why it was like black and white in color. But uh, it's just odd. Just an odd little fun movie with uh, Willem Dafoe and uh, 
What's that girl's name? <laughs> uh, let me find it real quick. Well, I'm pretty sure y'all know who I'm talking about already. Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, they're doing their thing. If you like them, go check it out for sure. Uh, yeah. Eileen. Uh, this is an interesting movie. Um, I feel like I haven't seen a movie like this in a while. Where it's like a kind of femme fatale kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's a fun little, I would say it's like a period piece. Uh, it's just so odd what happens and the way how like this character develops and the things that she goes through. Uh, an actress, I, I like to see her around and I'm hoping she gets more roles that, um, let her show her range. Uh, although I feel like a lot of the movies that she's been cast in lately, she's been doing kind of the same thing, I guess. Cause like she, she looks like a very young innocent person and then they turn out to be a little edgier <laughs> or they try to be edgier you know um godzilla minus one is probably the best movie for the month um yeah personally i like shin godzilla more but it's like it's like not by a large margin it's it's a really solid movie godzilla minus one um it's funny that the Japanese movies now are focusing more on the characters. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Godzilla in general, so maybe I'm, I'm just talking out my ass here. But like compared to like the MonsterVerse that uh, America made, um, like Godzilla vs. Kong and Godzilla King of Monsters, uh, like they have, they focus on the, the, the humans more, but it's so boring and you don't care about those characters. Whereas Godzilla minus one, they focus on the humans more, but you care a lot about the characters and you care about their well being and their, their development. Also Godzilla hasn't looked this great ever. He looks amazing in this and um, the devastation that he causes and like most of the movies in water. So it's like, it's amazing that they like they, Blur the lines of like 3D water with actual water. It's this great. It's well done. It's a marvel. <laughs> the Boy and the Heron. Unfortunately, not as good. Studio Ghibli. Um, Hayao Miyazaki came out of retirement to make this. And I hated it. <laughs> I think this movie's awful. Um, I know it just won an award. I don't know how. Um I'm saying all this, looking at my Princess Mononoke DVD, and I'm like, where, oh, oh, how, oh, how the mighty have fallen, man. I, I feel like it's a jumbled up mess. Like, they didn't know where they wanted to go with this movie. And it just takes a long time to get there, too. Awful. And there's no, like, food porn in this, you know? Every every Miyazaki movie has like some good food porn. This is this is not. They don't have any of that in this. You know what I'm saying? And then we have Silent Night. Uh, it's an interesting concept that John Woo thought of. Well, it's not like you know an original concept. I mean, there's been silent movies forever, but even in silent movies, 
when it first started, they actually had, you know, cue cards with dialogue and stuff. Whereas this one has no dialogue and you have to just assume everything. And that's not the problem. It's just that it feels like without dialogue, you're missing a big part of the entertainment. Like he's getting, getting to hear how people actually feel and, you know, speak and show their emotions through their words. And you like, you miss like, while you're watching that, you miss that part of this movie. Like, like you want to hear the people talk, but they try to not do that. And they don't like, they don't talk. Yeah. So like, I guess it's realistic in a sense because not everybody is saying everything out loud, especially if you're by yourself, like I'm doing right now. <laughs> but, um, it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't work. So it's an interesting experiment, but it didn't work for me. And the movie's very boring. Like, it's not like, you know, John Woo is like a action legend, but there's been better action movies for a while now. And I feel like he just, uh, he hasn't been studying, you know, he's just doing the same old, like, I mean, we had John Wick this year and it wasn't as good as that. So that's unfortunate. All right. Um, that's it for the year, man. Uh, it's kind of hard to like make like a top five straight up, but like, uh, there, there's some like, you know, standouts. Like I, I really liked American fiction, poor things. I like dream scenario a lot. Uh, yeah. Blue, blue giant first slam dunk. Uh, da, 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 da. yeah, I guess that's like really it, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, Tell me what you thought about this year, if you have any thoughts, and if I missed anything. I'm pretty sure I missed a lot, even though I watched over 100 movies. <laughs> it's crazy. But, um, yeah, hopefully we get to keep doing this. Uh, I'm looking forward to a few movies this year, um, 2024. Uh, there's so many things coming out, so many sequels, <laughs> but... Hopefully, it'll be better. It'll be a better year. Uh, this year overall, I feel like it's, it's making me jaded because of like how bad the movies have been lately. Uh, I, I will say that I saw two movies already for January, I believe. Uh, and it's not promising. <laughs> Uh, I did like them at least. Uh, yeah, I saw Night Swim and uh, The Book of Clarence. We'll talk about that next month with, for the January episode. But um, hopefully this year is better, you know. And this, the, you know, there's there's still trailers that haven't come out yet, and we'll see how it goes. And also, tell me if you really want to hear like about anime focused episodes. Cause I watch a lot of anime still. Um, I watch it on during my commute. So if you want to hear about that and it will force me to, um, actually keep up with the current season instead of, you know, watching my backlog, you know, uh, well, I think that's it for now. Uh, hopefully we could continue doing this and hopefully you guys enjoyed this little podcast again. Um, you could get back to folding your laundry, uh, chasing, the dog around doing some mindless work, you know, listening to your boy talk. 
Uh, so yeah, have a good day, a good night, a good morning, good evening, whatever. And we'll see you next month on the Chet Chat Podcast, monthly movie podcast. We're going to get this right next time. (laughs) All right. Take care, y'all.